terrors of tripping on pump. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! This tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, 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 hi. What's up, everybody? It's Sunday, December 1st, 2013. This is episode 144 of the Hotbox. My name is Matt. My name's Ian. What's up, Ian? Howdy. Good day, sir. Yes, good evening. Uh, every evening. other week-ish, every week, whatever, we do a show. Here it is, uh, hotboxpodcast.com. That's the site. Give us a call live if you'd like to discuss the issues at hand. 406-204-4687. That's the number. Uh, of course, uh, I have if, an interesting story. I just kind of want we can start this off here, and then we'll get into uh, what happened in Colorado, um, in Washington, and everything. But um, so I have this friend that does this show called uh, uh, it's called Can of Truth. Oh, I was gonna feel like a real ass if uh, I totally forgot uh, his show's name. Uh, it's called Can of Truths. Okay. Uh, he lives yep. in Texas and he does this show. Another podcast, right? And right. And okay. on on his lit one of the last episodes they did, he was talking about how some people there got raided and they were and this is like Texas, like they they don't yeah no f around there, no, right? Nothing, so right. there was Queers some raids, and steers. Right. right? And you ain't got horns, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but there was some raids that happened there, and it was you know some people he knew. This kind of hits close to home when it, it, you know, you can read stories about it all day, but then when it happens to, to your friends or to you, right? Um, it kind of it's it's a little scary. And so this happened like shortly after we did our episode, and we were talking about marijuana refugees, right? And he was like, he hops on Facebook Messenger, he's like, dude, I gotta get the hell out of here. Like, this dude got raided, and they have his phone, and my oh, texts are probably on there. <laughs> probably. And I was like, so you guys weren't using text secure, were you? And he's like, no. no. Like, well, I know hindsight is twenty twenty, <laughs> but next time you should uh, hook everybody up uh, with a, an Android burner phone and text secure. Anyway, so he's, like, kind of sketched out about this and, and family stuff going on. And so he's like, I need to just go to Colorado. And right after he's telling me this stuff, I start reading these articles about how these raids are happening there. And right. I'm like, marijuana refugees all going to Colorado, and then these raids happen before it's supposed to be, like, you know, open and available and all that. It just seemed like kind of crazy timing. And, and at that time, this was, like, a couple weeks ago, he's in Colorado now, and uh, he, he said he wants to. Or is he just visiting? No, he, he moved? moved. He up and split wow. Texas. He's like, I'm, I'm out of here. Okay. So uh, I asked him about because we were kind of curious to talk about somebody that lives there and like how, how is it? Are the people that got raided? As we'll, we'll discuss here, was, was it like Colombian cartel or was this just complete BS? Right. Operation. No smoke mo weed, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know something. Smoke, smoke you jump know they out have. Of the state. I can't wait to see. We should take take bets and take uh, what the what those ops will be called. And we're T minus what four weeks for Colorado and Washington. Yeah, it's for it coming to be available down to anyone to, over to the, the age of twenty one, right? And Stately. Um, I was also noticing that people were, you know, saying that you know the few the the twelve or fourteen uh, warrants that were executed. 
in Colorado were directed towards kind of these smaller shops that, you know, not none of the, like, the major... Well, they say overall, from one of the dispensaries, the Nederland uh, dispensary in Boulder County, they seized over a million dollars worth. So that's... And I... Okay, how are you calculating? We got 10 pounds times... Let's make the math easy. A thousand bucks a pound. <laughs> times 10 and after And then just that. for the federal taxation, we'll times that by 100, too. Just pick Fuck a it, number. That's a million dollars. There you go. There right. you go. Right. Yeah. It probably cost around a million dollars to execute the raids. So he, he wasn't able to talk uh, today, but he, he's kind of busy. Of he not. just got there and everything. Right. But he said, uh, yeah, he wants to. He's I'm sure that he's going to continue his podcast. Uh, I think canatruths.com. You can just Google canatruths. He's on Facebook and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it would be interesting to talk to somebody coming from – like the complete opposite, right? Texas right. being no tolerance, no tolerance whatsoever, and then being in in this place where there's hippies running wild through the streets, smoking their their marijuana, right? I, on street corners, driving and and, right. and oh yes, driving <laughs> and being crazy. Driving. So, um, yeah, let's let's start out as you guys all know. I'm sure other other outlets and, and news places have talked about this, but these but these we raids happen. Yet. That's right. We're going to talk about because we kind of <laughs> called this a little bit. I don't want to like. Bit. I don't want like <laughs> be all like I told you so. But looking at the history of how the federal government handles these things, it got too much in their face in Montana. What happened? It got raided. It got too much in their face in Washington. What happened? August or not August? What was it like April or May? They had raids there. Mm-hmm. California had raids. They. It happens whenever it gets too much in the face. And we saw that this is going to happen here because everyone's like, it's totally legal party right. time. And marijuana weeks. refugees. Right. And yeah. Um, so and then, of course, here, here are, are raids happening. The, the interesting part, too, is that, that the raids are one thing. But is what happens is is when the general public is made aware of these these search warrants that have been executed it it changes the public's opinion because they look at you know the, the actions that the federal government took and then they, they they adopt those that reasoning to themselves you know they they it's it's not necessarily the raids that are damaging to that movement it's it's, it's propaganda the, right well yeah it's the what? it's the perception on the entire movement post federal government action right that can have a deleterious and effect. i mean things like this it says the bus were tied to a miami-based distribution operation linked to a quote tony montagna crime lord <laughs> and so if you look at this this article it's from the miami herald this is in in uh not south beach but somewhere in miami it's this bust uh, about this guy uh they were trying to fence stolen diamonds and stuff uh and he called himself Tony Montagna. God. Of course, dealing with undercover cops and, you know, ends up getting Miami Beach. That's where it was. Uh, he was 49 years old. So He asked undercover cops whether they could traffic some of his Colorado-grown medical marijuana into South Florida. He asked undercover. He asked police. undercover agents, by the by... While you're fencing my stolen blood diamonds, like you wouldn't happen to know where I could dump some of this Colorado-grown weed, would you? Like, is that for real, or is this what happened to being somewhat anonymous? Or you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yo, man, Craigslist, six forty-three Seventh Street West from Colorado. 
Denver, you know, I, we grew some marijuana there. Could we host it off? So he was, he was in this Miami Beach hotel room about three weeks ago to buy more than a half million dollars worth of what he was told was stolen jewelry. And then during the negotiations, he's like, yo, do you, do you know where I could traffic? Do they say that? Can like, I I'm looking to traffic. I'm looking to commit some, like, Major massive distribution, yeah. <laughs> trafficking, narcotics, Schedule 1 substances. Like, would you... You guys wouldn't know anything about that, I, would you? I don't know if I'd ask the Diamond guys about my Is that kind of a different crowd, right? I wouldn't know. I mean, I I'm don't sure know they too all, many diamond I'm just people, speculating people here, but market. I'm sure they all smoke weed and everything, so maybe it's a safe bet. But if you're looking to traffic... That that means more than just what some of these right, antique right. sellers are going to want to smoke. Like, and what I think of first is when you're breaking the law, don't break the law. Like, leave it to one crime at a time. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Like, to make it even better, if he brought up some problems he had been having with a business partner who had quote disrespected him. <laughs> hey man, he got Tony all Montana. puffed up. I'm His... Tony Montana. He disrespected <laughs> you me. You know, disrespect me, Jesus. you cockroach. Uh, and he wanted his partner, quote, taken out. He wow. asked the undercover cop, so while you're getting me half a mil worth of stolen jewelry, <laughs> trafficking all of this marijuana. Colorado marijuana, <laughs> could you do a hit on this disrespectful asshole? I wonder how the cops even kept a straight face. Like, I would, just, you would, right? Come on, keep keep coming like, with it. Any, like, what else anything you got? else? Can we do anything else for you? Want us to go get you a cup I of coffee? I know a guy. What else could we possibly help you out with today? I think Tony Montana needs to watch Scarface a few more times to like kind of get the idea behind his nickname. But, so this is what it's being being linked to now. Oh, it's sure. like this persona of this like you disrespect me, I'm gonna have you killed right. jewelry fence that also <laughs> happens to be selling weed from Colorado. Like how does that it says the charging documents against Guadaramara, that's his last name, Juan Antonio Guadaramara. He's 49 years old. I mentioned that before. Uh, Matt's been practicing that. Um, like all day in the mirror. <laughs> it said that these documents read like a scene from a movie. The fact his street alias was taken from the main character of Scarface uh, just scratches the surface. There's There's way <laughs> more... Uh, according to authorities, this Cuban immigrant rose from being a small-time bookie in Sweetwater to becoming a key player in criminal enterprise that finds targets for international jewelry thieves and reintroduces their stolen goods into the market. Well, it's Cash for gold, guys, right. right? And it's obviously because of his massive intellect. He has extensive experience and knowledge in the jewelry business as well as extensive contacts in the commerce of diamonds and gold. That's in a, an arrest affidavit. Uh, in many cases, he, Guadaram Arab, has personally bought the stolen jewelry or diamonds, and on other occasions, he's acted as a broker facilitating these deals between robbers and sure. the other people. So what's he doing with what cannabis does this have to do? Colorado? That's a weird, like, they're like, what could we blame these the this this raid on? Like, what's been happening lately? Well, there was this Tony Montana guy that got busted <laughs> in Florida a few weeks. Like, perfect. Yes, he was also trying to fence some... 
Can you just amend the story to say that he was also selling Colorado? He was also trafficking Colorado pot. And and is this the gentleman that they're trying to tie with the Colombian drug cartels? That's where I think that was a different. Or is this the other guy? I think that's a totally different. Does it sound like they're reaching a little bit? Like they like because in Montana when no, this is the same. You you are right. Yeah, Uh, he worked with these groups of thieves who live in Colombia but travel to Miami and other U.S. cities to commit robberies. He was one of a few fences who helped the thieves follow traveling diamond dealers who sell their whereas in the same old building, according to sworn testimony. That's crazy. In Montana, when right after the raids had happened, they were saying that you know that the mob. I, I'm going to guess like more of Which an Italian mob? You or have to Russian be more mob, specific. but you know the Department of Justice in Montana was saying that you know that the mob was involved and organized crime was seeping into the the commerce in Montana through medical marijuana, even though I don't, I never met anybody associated with any sort of crime syndicate, but that's what was claimed through media sources. Well, so this says about two years ago, as they, the law enforcement closed in on more than a dozen thieves involved in this whole operation, this guy skipped town. Um, They're saying that he moved to a luxury apartment in Denver with his girlfriend uh, according to authorities in Colorado, he obtained a license to work in the state's medical marijuana industry. However, he is not registered as an owner of such business. Uh, and so he actually tells the cops that he grows marijuana in two Colorado warehouses uh, and then pulls out his phone and shows them a live video feed of the growth from a nanny cam. Wow. On his face, like, no, for real. Like, I grow weed. And they're like, no way. He's like, no, seriously. <laughs> I can prove it. Check this out. Pictures? Are you pictures familiar with nanny happen. cams? <laughs> Check this out. Pictures or it didn't happen. Pics like, or done. Didn't I can happen. do this. Then How he could asked you incriminate them, yourself anymore? I mean, like, at that than, point, does it? Than, oh, you want me to show you? All right, let's jump on my private it. jet prove and it. let's go. Let's, like, yeah, here, I'll yeah, show right? you. Just get on the plane, man. I'll take you right there. I'll show you. Hold on, we just need to make a stop to pick up some, <laughs> some diamonds along uh, the way. And uh, he Omaha, then asked Nebraska. them to travel to Colorado and pick up twenty pounds of weed a month to be distributed in Florida. Wow! So maybe he's showing them that before he was arrested, like when they were still undercover, and he's like, "Here's my grows," and then they busted him. Because that seems weird that you would just be like, oh, yeah, and here's more evidence for you, sir. And it could have been, too, that the police or the, the undercovers oh, okay. it brought it up to him. Like, maybe they had some right, sort of suspicion right. because It says been they in didn't expect the negotiations about stolen diamonds to take this turn. They say the solicitation to kill his partner was another surprise. <laughs> surprise! Well, yeah. Surprise! But if you have a couple undercovers there that you think are legit diamond fencers saying, oh, is there anything else we could do for you? You're like, actually, now that I think about it, oh, and, oh, and by the way, if you don't mind, you know, offing this dude, too, it just seems like he he really, like, handed himself in a fucking flower basket to these people. Like, here you go. Here, charge me with some crimes. And you can be charged for, like, the intent to do a crime. You know what I mean? Like, conspiracy to commit these trafficking violations. Here's what's interesting, too. Some of these dispensaries, it looks like they applied for the licensing, like, back in 2010. Sure. They didn't get rejected, but they didn't exactly get approved, so they're in this kind of limbo. One of them, I think it's a VIP cannabis. Uh, they, they said they applied for this licensing, and it was neither... Rejected or accepted. So, and is this for a medical license? Two years, three years, or for a recreational license? For it just says for state licensing. I think that those licenses have to do with uh, recreational use coming 
around the first of the year because the state. But these uh, were medical marijuana businesses that are now filing for recreational licenses. Back in 2010, I don't know. Uh, it yeah, makes it sound like they filed ago. for medical, and that right. was getting. But like, VIP has a storefront, do they not? They did. <laughs> they they used to. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And so. So I, the the lady, uh, her name's Julie Postlethwaite. She's the spokeswoman for the State Marijuana Enforcement Division of the Department of Revenue. She declined to give a reason for the three-year wait. She's like, we're busy. Right. We're busy. Right. Three 96 medical marijuana businesses are operating while their license applications are pending with the state. But 96? do you think, does that matter? 96? 96. Oh. At least a dozen of them are connected to the 10 individuals named as targets. So 12 out of 96 carry the one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, like, that's... That makes it sound like regardless of if you're licensed or not, it didn't matter. It doesn't sound if like If you've it. ever I mean, called Florida, you have a link to Tony Montana and you're going down. Ooh, I think I'm in the clear. Have you ever called Florida? Not to my any. I have friends who live there. Does that count? I Facebook Florida here and there. I don't know. Do you have any stolen diamonds? <laughs> not for you. <laughs> not for you? Has anyone disrespected you lately? Hey, on, on the daily. Hey, Tony. You know what, Tony? Calm down. If I killed everybody that disrespected me, we wouldn't have any people left. So just chill out, okay? It's okay. And it's going to be okay. For someone claiming to be Tony Montana, he, he really disrespects the concept behind that character. Yeah. Like, Tony Montana dealt with shit himself. Tony Montana would have went down in a blaze of glory, not got hauled off right. because you fucking <laughs> couldn't put a hit out. Tony Montana would have put the hit out on the dude and did him damn self. Right. He would have hey, called Tony Montana to do it. Who does Tony Montana trust? Himself. That's it. That's no one. It. He's not going to ask anybody else. No, because this is what happens. <laughs> you end up asking undercover agents. So when you're breaking the law, don't break the law. Apparently. Breaking the law. Just keep it to one crime at a time. One felony at a time, please. Jesus. Yeah, so, well, that that's what's happening. Do, do you think it was, he was dabbing? <laughs> he might have been. Do you think maybe he like kind of lost focus because, you know, that – Super high potency process dubbed by some rapper. When doctors are worried about it, like, you know, that's a problem. I mean, doctors prescribe like oxys and fentanyl and shit, and they ain't worried about that. They're worried about dabbing because uh, this is this is powerful stuff. Right, this is powerful right, magic you're messing with here. And just how powerful is it? Well, and Ian, it's been called pot's most powerful high. Simply do a YouTube search for dabbing, and you'll find a seemingly endless list of videos depicting people committing crimes, <laughs> putting people, <laughs> putting marijuana. Excuse me, putting. <laughs> you'll see people putting weed uh, concentrates on a heated service and uh, and inhaling the smoke, aka. Dabbing. Dabbing. Do you think Tony Montana has a few YouTube yes. videos of his grow from the yes. nanny cam? You Ch subscribe Ch to Tony Montana on YouTube? <laughs> oh, that's so amazing. <laughs> Marijuana advocates say the method of smoking pot has, in recent months, become increasingly popular. Hmm. Oh. Interesting. It's definitely exploded on the scene. That's Danielle Burton, the manager of Mary Jane's House of Glass in Vancouver. Uh, she says the so-called rigs used to smoke concentrates are selling quickly. She <laughs> attributes the popularity to the quick, powerful high that concentrates deliver. Is it really, or is it because rappers rap about it and kids are stupid? 
I think it was the first one. I mean, like, it's fine. I, I don't, I don't want to, like, make it sound like if you dab, you're stupid. If you dab because you heard it in a song. And right. Well, like. I don't know. People. That's like, fine. I guess you had to hear about it somewhere, right? I guess. It might as well be in a like, dumb Scissor, song. for example. Like, who, who drank Scissor before there was a song? I did when I was, like, 16. About... It was called Robitussin, though. The kids. <laughs> the, the shit they're calling Scissor now is, like, pfft. That's fucking pussy shit. It's like coating. It's like cough syrup. Well, yeah, with vodka take something and with a enough dextromethorphan to make an elephant hallucinate, and then come talk to me about sipping on scissor well, after you've drinking the the whatever you called it scissor method dxm right right robo trip. I'll, I'll leave shit. the chemical names to you. I'll do the math. That's fine. You do the math. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically eliminating the plant matter, and you're just getting pure THC. As we all know, THC well, is the mind-altering ingredient in cannabis. Is it really mind-altering? Yes. You know what's mind-altering? DMT. THC is just like, okay, now I'm high and more tolerant about shitty things. Which would be a cerebral An alter- alteration. Okay, whatever. Right. Because you're fine. more tolerant of certain <laughs> of said things. everything. Right. He's so, way more tolerant when he is on dabs, but, you know? But smoking so is, oil or concentrate, which I probably, I think I coined concentrate. Concentrate? I think I coined that shit. Maybe. I was the first one to call it that. You might have been. I don't know. I'm just kidding. But the Phoenix you know, that, that, tears? The idea behind dabbing before it was so popular, quote unquote, it's been around, I mean. Knife hits, right? Well, not only that, but like since I think about it, like since you're early trimming, trimming your grow, and you get scissor hash, and this, you know, you get all these uh, byproducts. Like, hey, I wonder creating. what happens when you light it on fire, right? So, Holy like, the, the concept behind dabbing like isn't a new. Dab or of weed. I think it's just that maybe because there's, um, it's more mainstream now, right? Well, yeah, because it's available. You can go to your your medical shop and pick it up in a vial. Right, you right. don't have to know the grower, and you and don't have to know how to make butane bubble. Right, you don't blow have yourself to, up. Yeah, exactly. Be careful, exactly. kids. Just don't do it in the furnace room, okay? right? Or while you're smoking, and buy the right butane so it tastes okay. Also, just just a pointer. Ronson, not Zippo. Just say, um, <laughs> yeah. So. You're looking, she says, at about 75 to 100% concentrated THC. So is the worry that you're going to overdose and die? Or no. what is the worry that you're going to go drink and drive or dab and drive? Dab like, and drive? What dab is, and drive? I, I just don't, I guess I don't understand why doctors are worried. Like, what What you worry, man? It's Isn't probably this... a tagline or like a buzz thing, you know, like, oh, doctors are concerned that people are getting even higher. Doctors are concerned that everybody getting... in America is a big fat fuck. Oh, right. like, they're, we better. They're getting even higher, even though the risks of that. <laughs> For college student Eddie Ratcliffe, that is part of the appeal. <laughs> Quote, because, bro, you just get so much higher, like, so much quicker. You know? <laughs> I'm so glad they found, like, some stoner dude with dreads sitting out in the common area of the college. Here's, He's taking, here's... like, photography one, like, pottery <laughs> two. Snowboarding. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's yeah, just yeah. like, dude, it's, like, part of my curriculum, man. <laughs> extra curriculum, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, extra credit. <laughs> so much faster. So much higher. 
Self-described marijuana user Chris Kelsey argues that dabbing is safer than traditional means of smoking pot because he argues you have to smoke less for the same results. And less plant matter, less carcinogenic uh, carbon releasing when you combust that particular material. Uh, Assuming there's not still butane in it, yeah? Well, I'm sure there is. No. You would know. Oh, oh right. When it sparks when you light it, then you and know. And I'm sure some of this yeah. has butane Some still of yours. In it, of course. Well, I mean, if you think about it, no matter. Well, it evaporates. It's if it doesn't get pressed out completely or whatever, and there's pockets well, of it. Well, because these producers of these substances really doing. take they the know what they're doing. Care. It's fun. Yeah. It's a, it's it's a, a fine scientific process. If you do one dab, it's totally like the equivalent of smoking one joint all by yourself. <laughs> it's like a joint. But, like, this big, bro. Whoa. It's like a whole joint. Whoa. Like, take a joint, and then, like... <laughs> so, I'm what, sorry. What I shouldn't do, make fun we, of what that. What do we call dabbing before dabbing? I think we just called it smoking oil. Right? Like... Hash, I guess? Yeah, I just... that's That was my thing. It was like... It's it's not even uh, new. It's like they're they're trying to... Uh, hype or like bring attention to this old concept again. Oh, and when I said doctors are worried, what I should have said was addiction specialists oh. are worried, or at least Doctor Andy Mendenhall. He <laughs> One is doctor, an addiction specialist, and the inpatient medical director of Hazelden in Beaverton, Oregon. Well, he views a- dabbing as a troubling trend. Quote: People are experiencing extreme levels of euphoria, and that means that the brain. <laughs> of those individuals are more likely to become attached to those experiences. You can't be that happy. You cannot be that happy. That is not allowed. You cannot be that happy. Like if you Ever. skydive. Ever. That's like, do you remember? I don't know if maybe you remember, but back in the day, like the, there was skydive. this, there was this urban, well, not urban myth, but whenever you would go to raves and eat ecstasy, allegedly people were always like, well, make sure whatever you do, you don't fuck on it. Because it will ruin. <laughs> I do remember this. Yes. So it's it's totally. kind of like that, right? right. Like, like once you dab, you bro, already feel good enough. <laughs> you do not need to have yes. sex on this. Substance. It'll ruin normal sex for the rest of your life, right? That's that which was the... is why I knew that was a lie, right? Like, <laughs> you can't to ruin, ruin normal sex, sex for the rest. Of... Wait a minute, come on. Like, let's be real here. The only person that could ruin is like which your partner, and which isn't case, even like a deterrent because most men are going to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to prove that." Check wrong. this out. <laughs> yeah, like, hold my beer, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, he worries about the long-term impact powerful extracts will have on the frequent users, especially teens and young adults whose brains aren't fully developed. As we've said on the show before, of course, it's anyone all about brain the children isn't right? fully developed. It's all about the should, children, right? Right, of course. Uh, the use and repeated use of a very strong substance that's creating reward, uh, that's creating euphoria during a time of brain development, it can't help but have an effect on long-term mental health. While he urges caution, the popularity of dabbing appears to be growing as smokers search for a stronger high. Sometimes Isn't that the human condition. Sometimes a joint doesn't like, do it, you gotta reach for the bubbler. And sometimes when the bubbler doesn't do it, you gotta reach for the bong. You know what happens when the bong stops working? You reach for a dab. I understand. And plus this this doctor that is concerned about it's this. It's of course I mean, he's job a, security to be like, well, oh not man. Only that. If you're dabbing, you better come see me, because your life is 
fucked up. But he's an addiction specialist, so he has to see all those court-ordered marijuana addicts. Right. Like, you know, like, going into convulsions in his office because they were dabbing and haven't smoked pot for a couple days. Right. Having so, seizures. So and... time after time, case after case for him is a court-ordered pothead that's that's literally being made to go sit Do in front of him. Do you think that skews his perception because everyone like that he sees is just because of what they have to do is like depressed and not motivated and so he assumes that it's because of the weed when in essence it's really your shitty job that is making these people because they have to go through that system and deal with it like that would bring you down right if i'm pretty sure yeah going you had to deal the with all that system i wouldn't be in there like clapping and singing yeah hey, a chance to experience Woo! america's best attribute the right. judicial system right like yeah, i'm right. pretty sure i'd probably say you get lost office, in that like, shit right dude. bro mm-hmm. you will never see the light of day again i can't wait to get out of here to go dab <laughs> Get my dab on, yo. Uh, Bro. You're totally harsh in my mellow, man. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, All right. So we kind of alluded to it a little bit. It's the, the beginning of the show. We should, once again, just because it was brought up in another article, uh, this one on the SF gate, marijuana's risk to drivers debated. Can we put this to rest I, once? I, I don't f- think so. Ever. I don't think so. Ever, right? I, I don't think that this one's going to go away. It's the like next... using the kids, right? It's their other go-to argument. It's like, okay, and I have another article where this is actually being being used and being like, well, the reason that this is so detrimental to society is look at in Colorado, the marijuana-caused accident death rate has gone up. And right. that's because the marijuana use has gone up. So this is clearly a completely negative thing. I just, I guess I don't agree with that the marijuana use has gone up. You know what I mean? Like, I, th- I think that there's a slight That's always increase. been the same. You're just now yeah, testing just, for it oh, in drivers. Well, so you're like, that, but, oh my God, everybody's fucking high. Right. Right. Like, I think everybody already was smoking cannabis. Maybe there is a slight increase in people that have started smoking because it's socially acceptable in some ways, or they've come out of their, their dark, smoky closets. You know, joint in hand to unite with the rest of us cannabis users that, you know, maybe I don't have to just keep this to myself anymore. Out of the I mean, cannabis of course, closet, so of they course, say. I, you know, I, but you also have to think about the people that, that consume less cannabis, like myself, that since the medical program started and I've gotten involved, I smoke less cannabis than I did but when it was illegal. Like, much less. And so, and I You're know just that, a bad boy, though. Oh, right. Like, you need... <laughs> <laughs> what a rebel. What I a rebel. Know, but right. there are other individuals that, that you know, people uh, – I just don't think there's, like, an industry standard or something you can, like, point your finger to and say that, you know, like, oh, but well, because of medical cannabis, all these people are smoking cannabis now. Like, you know, there's tens of hundreds of people that have, you know, picked up a pipe in the recent The only months. true part about that is that because it's just, in society it's become more relaxed, like you said, more people aren't so afraid of being like, yeah, I smoke weed. They're Like, there's right. mad people that – you would never know that they smoke weed because they have something to lose, a job, whatever, if if uh, somebody yeah, finds face, out. But, uh, uh, right. Reputation. Second class uh, citizenship. Whatever. Right. Right. Well, we are. This says, as California advocates ponder a renewed push to legalize marijuana for adults, law enforcement officials and traffic safety experts are warning of a side effect of states allowing the drug for medical or recreational use. 
the danger caused by people driving while high. <laughs> Research is incomplete, is it? Uh, on how much <laughs> marijuana it takes to impair driving, but Gil Kurlikowski, director of the White House Office of National Drug Control Policy, he said even being a little intoxicated on marijuana is unacceptable. Quote, smoking marijuana has a very negative effect on your ability to operate a motor vehicle. <clears throat> it's quite dangerous to you, your passengers, and everyone else on the road. I, I have this like imaginary scenario where when they do these tests, they pull like Jim, the accountant, out of the office, and they're and like, say, "Yeah, here's, like, All right, here's Jim, a volcano bag, bro. Yeah, like here's a couple of volcano bags, and then What's we want this? you to get behind the wheel of the car, and we want you to drive this five point security course. You know that even like <laughs> shit, like jumping out and yeah, front of you, you know what I mean. Like even loose. a sober driver would have like a pretty intense time going. That would through be it. interesting though. And Could so, we build a course like that, and then do baselines of like no weed in your system, and then smoke one joint, drive it two joints, drive it three joints, drive it." And actually prove that some people get better as long at driving? As, as long as we got pictures and video. Or it didn't happen. Right. Obviously. Absolutely. We should do that. But, you know, like, so Jim comes out of the office and just gets fucking tore up. So, like, right. he can't even find his feet, let right, alone the right. fucking shifter or anything. And then they're like, all right, yeah, drive this course. See, marijuana totally affects your driving. Right. Like, this guy just hit every orange cone. In the fine print. Ran into grandma. Never smoked the, before. The shopping cart and didn't even stop before he ran into the fucking field. Like. Which is interesting, right? Because that makes the argument for experienced smokers to take the wheel in that case. If you have someone who's never smoked before and they get completely blazed and they're going to go drive, you would rather have someone who has smoked all the time and is like, this is just normal to me. And they would drive it and be completely. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I, I just don't think that in most of these scenarios that, that, that that's the way that they test these things. And also, no, ever. there's been a pretty clear trend that when they say that marijuana was involved in an injury-producing traffic accident, that there are, it's very rare that it's only cannabis. There's always something else. Only but cannabis, what makes like the... solely cannabis, no other substances. No alcohol, no alcohol, not even a little alcohol. No opiates, not even no antihistamines, no aspirin. What about a little alcohol? And a little opiates. And then just a little bit of weed on top of that to just bring you home. Well, that's what I'm saying is that <laughs> that they're going to leave. Like, it's just right. been a going trend in the last, like, year or two that we've been looking right. at this. That they they leave the the other substances out of that equation. It's funny. When they're talking about cannabis producing injury. Right. Because in that point, they start with their answer. And then they work backwards to right. fill in the blanks of, like, oh, here's this study to back up our answer and here's this part of this study it's like the same logic that your friends use <laughs> can the dead really live right again? like maybe so this <laughs> says marijuana advocates acknowledge that driving under the influence of cannabis is ill-advised obviously because you don't want to get sure. a blood test and lose your license right but they argue that law enforcement's concern is overblown they point to a 2012 study that concluded the auto accident risk posed by marijuana is on par with what you said antihistamines and Penicillin. Yeah, I love getting fucked up on penicillin and getting that would, behind the wheel of the car. If, if they gave me penicillin and told me to drive, I would be like dead in the car seat because I'm in allergic the car to seat. It. Well, I'm allergic to it. It would kill me. Like that would skew oh. their little like you know. Oh right. We need everyone right. that's allergic but to. 
are they going to find just penicillin in your system? No, they're going to find no. a little bit you're of gonna booze, be a cannabis. little bit of opiate, a little bit gonna... of weed. I mean, <laughs> you're going to find like... Like you, you pick yourself up and you pick. Yourself what do around? you think made me crash? You pick. <laughs> Here's my tox report. <laughs> Maybe they. Yeah, I don't know what they would say. I mean, unless you're like in a Porsche with what's his name driving 120, and you just crash. Like, there's not too many stoners I know that go 120 miles an hour. It's true. I mean, and if they do, it's usually just to White Castle and back. It's just real quick. <laughs> yeah, real like, quick. There and back. Uh, the debate over marijuana and highway safety is set against the backdrop of last year's decision by Washington State and Colorado voters to legalize marijuana for personal use, as well as the passage of medical marijuana laws in California and 19 other states. California's rejected full legalization in 2010, but advocates buoyed by polls showed increasing public acceptance of recreational use by adults hope to return to the ballot next year or in 2016, if they can remember where the ballot is. Uh, law enforcement officials say that while traffic fatalities in Colorado decreased 16% from 06 to 2011, interesting, deaths involving drivers testing positive for just marijuana increased 114% during the same period. So, like, from two to four? So, and or like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, because if it's cannabis if, only. If it decreased, but... The number of drivers testing positive for just marijuana increased. Like, that's a good thing. The more people with marijuana in their system, the less. I would. Overall. That's what this is. Overall accidents. From 06 to 2011. Which is a a pretty good span of years. And like I said, that report (laughs) actually says only cannabis. Only cannabis. It says for just marijuana. Huh. And in Washington, according to Chuck Hayes of the International Association of Chiefs of Police, tests confirming the presence of the presence, the presence, the presence of drivers of THC, marijuana's active ingredient, have made up 42% of the state's toxicology lab caseload this year. Well, almost half of their work is now this. Because of the new laws. That's crazy. Because before they weren't even really testing that or whatever. And so now kids, that... if you want a job with good job security, run the state's toxicology lab. <laughs> right. right. Uh, he says, I'm not sure the public really understands the danger of it. This is a retired Oregon State Police captain who trains cops to be drug recognition experts. <laughs> a lot of education needs to be done in this area. Well, I agree with you there. I wonder how you train a sober individual to pick up on different, like, intoxicant telltales. You give them a little sniff of the intoxicant. Well, that's what I'm saying is, and like, then, you know what I mean? How many how many different intoxicants are there? There's many. And some, best, of them, some of them uh, reveal themselves physically in, in, sure, in different ways. Sure. You know, if, if you are Giant high Giant-ass pupils. Right, or if you're tripping on LSD, or you're high on opiates, or you've right. taken some ketamine, or you whatever. You're well, the only way to do that would be to do it and then, like, experience it and be like, oh, so that's what it's like. I, and then to also see other people. I think for the police, they're showing they just like run him flashcards like of pathways. pictures of people. You, th- <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what is this guy uh, on? I can see that. And then you have the dude that's just like he turns the car around. You know? It's yeah, exactly. floor tabs. Right. <laughs> like, oh, uh, man. it's kind of interesting. Or like ride along. Okay, what's this guy on? Oh man, it's 
It's really hard to tell, but I think that uh, I, he's totally ingested something. I just can't tell what it is. Arrest sir, him! How many rock stars have you had today, sir? <laughs> You're making me nervous, sir. Uh, those favoring marijuana legalization for medical recreational uses insist the greater danger comes from one-size-fits-all state laws that target anyone behind the wheel with traces of THC in their system or peg violations to a particular THC blood test threshold. Do you agree with that? I, I do agree. It's pretty dangerous. Uh, yeah. It's, That's no it's good. frightening. It's frightening. <clears throat> Such laws, they say, are particularly dangerous to medical marijuana users because THC lingers in blood and pee for days after consumption. But they're not testing for the metabolite, THC-OOH. They're, they're wanting to test your blood system for the actual, like, psychoactive For THC. how much is in there. Right, which is, in, you know, depending on what state you live in, is a different... Depending on your metabolism. per milliliter, right? Sure. But... I I I really think that we should have at-home tests, you know, or something that you could test yourself so you could say, "Oh, yeah, my you know, my nanograms just like are you... still at like 4,000 <laughs> instead of 5." Just like you have a speedometer, he pulls you over, he's like, "You know how fast you're going?" He's like, "You know how much weed's in your system?" Well, actually, <laughs> when I left home about an hour ago, it was about but how does the typical cannabis user even know what it, like I mean, how do you know if you got five nanograms per milliliter of THC in your blood system, in your bloodstream? Again, you I have, have to no go back idea. to the level of tolerance, right? Well, how yeah, tolerant have... am I of the world around me? If I'm just a little tolerant, then maybe I don't have enough THC in my system. But from a law enforcement's perspective, the five nanogram cutoff, you know, what, at what point, do, you know, you are completely unaware of what five nanograms of cannabis in your bloodstream feels right. like. You may you know, not smoke weed unaware. for like five days and be at that. Who knows? Because it, I right. don't know. Like, and, and without being able to test ourselves or familiarize ourselves with said What's tests, that scale said like? Law, right. Like, we, we, you know, we're kind of flying into a blind. So you might get pulled over after not smoking for 12 hours and still have, you know, 30 nanograms in your system. Which goes back like, to the what? whole thing. Why are you just not improving impairment? Why does it have to be this like in, stupid set number? Like if, in California. If somebody is swerving all over the road or doing 10 miles an hour in a 55, then okay. But, like, I, I don't... It seems like that would be the easiest way to do that, is just prove impairment and be done. I think that's how it works in California is that the law enforcement is it's it's the burdens on them to prove impairment. Not, right. Not and just that's how it should be have right? tested. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think California is the only state that has that uh, burden placed on the law enforcement that they have to prove Im- impairment, not necessarily right. that they've consumed the drug, but they have to prove that they've been impaired through. So they surveyed 1300 California drivers pulled over last year on Friday and Saturday nights. Okay. okay. Uh, they found that more tested positive for drugs than for alcohol. So more drugs than alcohol. Uh, the most prevalent drug detected? Um, Marijuana. Well, of course. Because that's sure. the baseline. By like 8 or 10% the of the baseline tolerance. People. That's the baseline for tolerance. So, Or maybe that it's just the most widely consumed substance. It's because it's everywhere, Ian. I can't damn where go anywhere without seeing... Weed everywhere, at the schools, at the churches, can't go anywhere. The parks. Where do you live again? Because I need to go there. Everywhere. I, I want to be there. Uh, 
I, I like this uh, bit about uh, what they're finding on uh, cannabis when they magnify it with the microscope. Oh, yeah. We should talk about this because it was safer back when there was legit medical and people were getting their stuff tested because right. they wanted to have the best right. product. It Absolutely. was commerce and competition. And you take that away and you go back to getting weed that has bugs in it or mold in it or whatever. And I think everyone's been either a victim or uh, known a victim that's been like, oh, check out this awesome sack I got. And they bust out this bag and it's all like white and like appears to be crystally. No, that's then, mold, like, bro. You smell it and it's dust. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> oh man, this is so moldy, bro. Like, yeah. I don't even want to smoke that. They're like, no, man, check out the crystals. And you're like, no, really, That's bro. actually mold spores, bro. Yeah, like, Get a microscope. And you can actually do this at home if you have weed it says uh you need like a 10x microscope which, which is like the the te- the microscopes that you get tasco in like a, yeah right. the little yeah, yeah. the ones that you use for uh children so this is what i think in uh connecticut university of new haven they took a microscope set at 10x uh and it shows a marijuana leaf covered with tiny bumps it's mold and someone somewhere could be smoking mold Probably not have a, a lot of people everywhere are smoking these contaminants. This campus. lady, her name's Heather Coyle. She's a forensic botanist and associate professor at the university. Says all sorts of nasty things not visible to the naked eye have been found in weed. Uh, everything from mold, salmonella, insect parts, E. coli, mildew. But that's why we smoke it to burn all that shit off. First, that's true, right? right? I mean, you, you, that's why we apply heat. Need to apply probably a little more Being heat facetious. to kill your salmonella and E. coli, but yeah. Probably. Some of it gets killed. Probably. Most of it probably, probably goes straight to the lung <laughs> channel, right into the old bloodstream. That'd be a cool job, right? Forensic botanist. I'm wondering what she would find or that same process would find on other things that we consume on a regular basis. Right. Uh, case in point, like the you know supplements, snacks, vitamins, you know what I mean, or other organic materials. Well, they did a, a thing about like some certain homeopathic stuff, and they found that not only did it not have what it said it was supposed to have in it, but then it had like this other <laughs> crazy chemical shit that is just probably not good for you, you know. Right. And some designer thing, yeah, that's yeah, never been tested. Some need to bind. I, I think them I just figured out why water. you don't eat vegetables. Because you're afraid of the contaminants that could possibly be on there. You never know. Nothing green, nothing that grows naturally. Not even your beef products grow naturally. Well, that's fine. (laughs) Because beef gets cooked, yo. (laughs) You know. Uh, So these, uh, this, this lady and her students this year, they began developing a new process to detect contaminants in marijuana through DNA profiling and analysis. The aim is to be able to identify a potentially harmful substance through a testing method that can make the analysis easier and quicker for labs across the country in the developing industry of marijuana quality control testing. I'll put a patent on that shit and pitch it to Shark Tank. Boom. Give me a million dollars. I'm out of here. Go live I, on a houseboat in the middle of the freaking ocean. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a grand idea. You know, in international waters, my little hydro grow, my little mushroom cave... <laughs> My little at sea, my in little international water teepee, starting to sound for like. shamanic rituals, and we'll just live at sea <laughs> in a floating house. Uh, she says, if there's no certification, it's like saying we don't check our meat for mad cow disease. That's our goal as a private university to develop the tools to address and mediate this issue. 
A number of labs around the country are testing marijuana for contaminants using different methods, many of which have been around for decades and used to test other plants, including food crops. Uh, for harmful substances. The health effects of marijuana tainted with mold, pesticides, and other contaminants aren't clear. Mason Tavert from uh, Colorado MPP, he says, the um, although we have not seen significant problems with tainted marijuana in the past, we should certainly be taking steps to make sure it's not a problem in the future. We've never seen a death solely associated with marijuana use. The same certainly can't be said of alcohol and other drugs, of course. Um, kind of interesting. Right. It makes me want to go get like a little microscope and kind of check this out. Or maybe I don't. Because once I do, then it's going to be like... Ignorance, my friend. Right? Ignorance is sometimes bliss. The most tolerant I think way like to the go. happiest cannabis smokers are the ones that don't pay attention to any of the, the legislation or politics around it. Just do their thing. They just go thing, get their bag. Head down. They go, yeah. Nine you know, to five. They don't care. They don't want to know. And they, they can simply just enjoy their cannabis like how they always have without having to concern themselves with everything that like me or you or our listeners like think about usually on a daily basis, you know? Like, well, and you can almost make the argument that the the unjust drug laws cause more of this stuff because people aren't growing in ideal conditions. They are maybe not drying as long as they should, absolutely. so it's moldy. It's, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it, it's it's the product of its environment, literally. Or I guess I would think so. I mean, if 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 you didn't have to kind of uh, be inconspicuous, or I mean, if you could just do the things. Uh, grow cannabis the way it maybe it should be grown without having to be so cloak and dagger about it your product would probably come out to be a a lot more on point a lot less contaminants this is kind of awesome it says that they're aiming to complete this process by next summer what happens after that isn't determined the school could patent the process and sell it for a fee to whoever wanted to use it or could allow its use for free the school also could establish its own commercial testing lab we should like get the process and then like make our own little little kit and then. S- I think that's a good it. idea. I also, you know, I was thinking about like I wonder how expensive it is to go and get your blood tested at the hospital as if you were ordered to by the the police because I mean that they make a cost. you pay for that. So you're saying well, you're... if the police order you to go get your blood tested to find out your nanograms per milliliter, like you pay for that anyway. Like that's not something that like the state they don't give you a little voucher no, for it. Validate no, your parking no, you, on your way out. Nope, give you just, free coffee it's or something. Pretty much a police no? ordered action. Cookies and coffee. No, nope, nothing. No. Huh? It, that's the cost that you. Cost of doing business. Even if the test comes back to say that you are within your legal limit, you still are paying for that for that test regardless. Which is kind of oh, they won't reimburse you even if it's no zero. So if if you get tested that you're within your legal limit, like you would think that that fee would be waived, or like the the police station would 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 pay for that because oh all right right, well hey good good on you because you're uh, a good citizen yeah like our bad like we'll cover the fifty sixty dollars like after they raid your shit and trash everything they go and like hire someone to clean it for you right right kind of like that yeah oh I guess you weren't laundering money I guess we'll kind of clean up after ourselves Uh, here's all your do you want us to rehang these lamps or do you want to it's it's all right (laughs) we're just gonna keep them anyway fuck it fuck it (laughs) that's fun. All right, uh, we should talk about this guy in Minnesota. His name is James Backstrom. He is an opponent of medical marijuana use, marijuana use in general. Um, I, I just want to fact share, of the matter yeah, is that marijuana is not a medicine. Rather, it is an addictive drug that, and 
that is the most widely abused controlled substance in our state and nation. Cheers. In every state where legislation of this nature has been adopted. Every, you mean Serious. everywhere that you've made it criminal to smoke, right? right? Okay. Serious problems have occurred. We won't go into those problems, but it would also be a serious mistake for Minnesota to not learn from these problems and adopt legislation allowing marijuana to be used for medicinal purposes. Did you learn your lesson from the 19 other states that have it? I mean, I like this where it says... Uh, Minnesota law enforcement officers and prosecutors have significant empathy for anyone suffering the ill effects of the serious medical diseases and conditions that medical marijuana legislation is claimed to be needed for. But we also experience on a daily basis the pain and the suffering that is directly and indirectly attributable to the illegal cultivation distribution and possession of marijuana i got a solution wow make the cultivation distribution and possession legal whoa i mean i'm just saying whoa dude since all of this pain and suffering is directly and indirectly however it's just everything it's all attributable all of the world's problems can be traced back to to marijuana unquote illegal cultivation (laughs) so if we just flip that around and, oh, and made it legal man. cultivation, would there be pain and suffering? I know all sorts of things that are cultivated on the daily that probably have more pain and suffering endured with them. That we're, I mean, all of the precious metals and diamonds that are used in all of our cell phones were cultivated under some pretty harsh uh, environmental. Whoa, whoa, bro! I'm just saying, whoa, like, whoa. if you really want to hey, get down, try to take to our drugs it, away, but take my phone away. I'm bro. just saying, I, the majority of you've that done, stuff you've done you want to talk about, you done dabbed yourself out of reality, bro. <laughs> You're crazy. We're keeping Listen. our technology. I mean, if you want to just get down to talking about, like, what's really some detrimental, you know, like, harvesting of the world. This guy kind of reminds me of the representative from Park City in Montana, the guy that, like, pretty much has a... The car dealership guy? Well, yeah, but he's, he pretty much just wears a shirt. But you're talking the about time. the guy that owns the dealership there. That all is, that hullabaloo happened yeah, back he, in. And yeah, he, okay. He doesn't that like. Such he doesn't even D-bag. like put the brakes on. Like Ugh. he just he's going full steam ahead with Ugh. this ignorant fucking, you know, like against like, the gay he, marriage he thing. He could against say the something thing. about slavery, and people would just be like. We don't do that anymore. Yeah. And he would just like go not even skip right. a beat. Like right. that's Absolutely. the kind of just utter ignorance that we're dealing with here. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Can't remember the guy's name, but he's and from then, Park City in Montana. Yeah, yeah, he's, I know. He's, you're a, about. he's he's just a so, gem. Then this goes on, it says among other things, Colorado has reported a significant increase in impaired driver related deaths since legalizing marijuana for medical use. Which is completely opposite to the study that we just talked about showing that that actually went down. <laughs> so I don't know where, I, I don't know who feeds these retards their, their letter boards or whatever they're reading off of. But, I mean, if you're going to talk some shit, at least like take the time to get your facts right. And if Why? in getting your facts right, you realize that you're unable to then talk some shit. Don't talk some shit. You're asking way too much. I know, I know. 
and retarded. Th- you know, and he that's fine. He references uh, the the driver deaths in Colorado mm-hmm. again, and and, and then I, the gangs. Marijuana is the cash crop for a lot of the gangs that deal in drugs. Well, what else would be the cash crop for gangs that deal in drugs? <laughs> like, who are you? <laughs> Um, I'm still convinced that if if uh, driver related deaths in Colorado from cannabis have increased 114 percent, did it go from like three to six, or from two to four? You, you know what I mean? Like, what are the what are those actual numbers? Because 114 percent like makes you like think of you know if it that's was... not the deaths. That's how many people were tested positive for just marijuana in their system. That number is what went up. The driver-related deaths actually went down from 06 overall, to 2011. Overall. Right. But the ones consisting of just oh, cannabis the went up consisting. 114%. And so that 114% makes you think that the number has doubled. You know, and if the number was 1,000 and it doubled, like that would be something that, you know, obviously. But is it? If is it's it, one and then it went to two? Or, yeah, like six to, to you know, 11.2 or like, you know, no, what are what are the what's the actual number that increased 114 percent? Which right. is something that is not That's stated, not stated yeah. anywhere. Like they don't want to because the number is probably so minimal. It's you know what I mean. Like it's it's probably less than 10. I I would be willing to bet it's less than 10. Can we find that? How many? I bet that number is not going to be easily obtained. But it would be interesting if so. Um, not that we'll get back into our stoner map. All but. we're really seeing is that number the 114 percent in every one of these but not the actual like number of like they won't anywhere exactly like i'm saying is that i'm 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 fully confident that that number is started out to be less than 10 like you know what i mean i found it on the normal site driving in marijuana normal.org library hold on uh Where's the numbers? Mm. Okay. To date, seven studies using culpability analysis have been reported involving a total of 7,934 drivers. Alcohol was detected as the only drug in 1,785 drivers, and together with cannabis in 390 drivers, cannabis was detected in 684 drivers, and in 294, it was the only drug detected. Uh, the results to date of crash culpability studies have failed to demonstrate that drivers with cannabinoids in the blood are significantly more likely than drug-free drivers to be culpable in road crashes. But I guess that's not saying the number in Colorado. That's just overall. Right. Not deaths. So, right. Yeah. Maybe I can't find it. I don't That's weird. I, but the 114% is, is way more impactful. You know what I mean? Like, right, because that has, it's that a, has a percentage more that's more than 100%. But if, if they went from, you know, 3 to 7 or whatever, you know, it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, all right. That's crazy. Because three to seven could just be a bad year. I, you know what I mean? Like right, that, that right, number is yeah. pretty minimal. I am almost guaranteeing. Means and, that, and that's nothing. not just by me guessing, but that's from, you know, over the last couple of years, like looking into this, even back to when we did, like when we went to Helena with that uh, cannabis portfolio, there was, there was stuff in there about driving while under the influence. And, and the numbers that... Uh, produce injury, producing accidents that only have cannabis, no alcohol, no other substances, you know, is, is such a minor number, like usually less than 10 or 20. And and that has to do with national numbers or national studies, not just a statewide one, but it's more of a widespread uh, a study that covers thousands of drivers. And then you have this small 
few number of people that have been in an accident that produced an injury that only had cannabis in their system. Marijuana use has had devastating effects in our communities with over 8,000 drugged driving deaths a year, many of which involve marijuana use. Data from Colorado demonstrate the consequences of relaxed marijuana policies that lead to increased use. Fatalities involving drivers testing positive for marijuana increased 114% between 06 and 2011. That's so... Where is it? You're not going to find it. I guarantee it. I guarantee you will not find that number. And if you do, I'd be very surprised. But oh, that would be detrimental so to their. It'd be detrimental to their. their... Google, just freaking find it. <laughs> Google's on Colorado law enforcement side right now. Google is not on anybody's side. Google is just showing what's there. It's mm. just not there. That's weird. Like I said. That's the that those kinds of numbers are going to be the things that you don't want to have people know because you're making a big deal out of of you know a, a few incidents that really could or could not be attributed to that. Like I said, if it was a thousand people and now it's two thousand and and twenty three or whatever, that would be a major increase. But it's not. Yeah, like it's that. it's nowhere. It's. Because then they, they then they would be you know I just want to know the number now that's gonna bug the shit out of me. They'd be sporting that number now. There's two thousand deaths a year, you know, instead of one hundred and fourteen percent, which could mean just about anything. And the fact that they're not making it very clear or obvious or easy to find that number is a pretty good sign to me that they don't really care to let you know that. That's so weird. And judging from the action of uh, elected officials in the past, like they're not even necessarily here to state facts. And this is this is a quote, but they're just here to prove a point, which sure. means that they can say or or relate to anything that they would like, as long as their point is made. You know, irregardless of facts, uh, logic, rationality. All right, here, I can't find it. No, nope. sorry, I nope. don't. I don't want to take nope. any more time, like looking for this elusive number that has magically doubled this. <sighs> Ain't going to happen. It had to be from one to two then. And both of them had to have been framed. Or, yeah, like... There's no... Two to... I mean, like, yeah, it's it has to be a small number. Or I if marijuana you. was the only substance and maybe they were, like, sleep depth for, like, three days, smoked a joint, and then wrecked. You know, or something like that. Like, I can't... I'm Who trying knows? to think of, like, how that would make sense. To have an increase of 100%. Maybe you're eating... The stuff because that kind of make you a little sleepy. Or what if you're on the phone texting yeah. and you're smoked a joint before yeah. you left? And then ah, so you're, you're on the phone sending it. a text to your buddy. Yeah, bro, we just roasted, man. I'll be right over. Be right. You know, dot, like, dot, dot. And then who's the idiot that's going to like admit to the police that they were on the phone? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're just going to be in the hospital. They're going to test their blood and be like, oh, oh, we found the reason. He has cannabis in his system. It is, and on his cell phone, we have this text message that's partially typed and not sent. You know yeah, what I mean? That's because like, he wasn't using text right, secure. Jesus. Right. Perfect. Perfect. If we call this illegal and dangerous drug a medicine, this will clearly enhance the perception of harmlessness of this substance. And this, in turn, will result in increased use of marijuana illegally. By other people, including the youth. Going back to Mr. Backstrom here uh, in Minnesota. So what he's saying, oh, if right. if we call 
weed, this dangerous and illegal, dirty-ass shit, if we call it medicine, it will enhance people's perception of how harmless it really is, and in turn, more people will use it illegally. Because you said, oh, it's a medicine if you're sick, but if you're not sick, it's the devil. Because of that, more people are going to use it. Everyone that wants to use it is using it. I would agree. Right? Like, these numbers aren't based on what... That wants to... Everyone that wants to is. That's... If you want to and you're not... In a legal state or in a medical state... Regardless. I don't know. I think that there are still people in no-tolerance states that don't want to risk... Or you go to spice or that synthetic bullshit, right? Possibly. In states where that's still legal because they've been cracking... practice restraint, like we were talking about in Texas. You just go buy a bottle of vodka and go to sleep. There you go. Get it. There you go. Go get drunk and beat the dog and pass out and pile my own puke. America. I'm I'm always America. surprised that that when when these uh, elected officials are trying to uh, prove a point that they don't use stories like the the guy in prison they that swallowed the balloons. Prove a point that they're retarded. Well, right, but here's here's a desperate measure by a by a young inmate that decided that it was going to be very important for him to take a few items into prison with him. So what did he do? He well, yeah, pack light. Right. Well, you know what <laughs> I mean? I mean tap. <laughs> so what does he do? He grabs four balloons. You know, he sure. puts some marijuana in one, sure. some tobacco in the second one. Spliff, okay. Right, and then, Can you know, while he's doing this, he's smoking a cigarette, and he decides that, well, he puts the cigarette out, cigarette out puts the half-smoked They're cigarette like, it's, Bill, in it's another time to balloon. Go. It's time to go now. Right. Hold on, can I just fit? No, Bill, now. God damn it. He's putting Snakes it out. It, puts his half-smoked <laughs> cigarette in a balloon. Do you think he blew the out balloon. the smoke first? Or do you just put, you know when you snipe it, if you don't blow out the smoke, oh, right. it like, gets all gross? Right. Do you no, think he remembered that, actually. to do that? <laughs> I would hope so. Snipe your cigarette it. next time and then blow so out then you'll see smoke. So then he takes these balloons of marijuana, tobacco, and a half-smoked cigarette and swallows them before he goes sure. into prison. So then he's in prison bragging to the people that he had just met. It's called that, the prison suitcase. Right, so he's bragging to his buddies that, you know, he you know swallowed some drugs, and he, that's why he was eating soap in, in the cell block to, uh, uh, you know, b- speed up this process. He's bragging, though. Right, oh, yeah, like, oh, he's going to get so high as soon as he has a bowel movement. Got the butthole like the Grand Canyon here, right? Anything you need, cell phones? <laughs> I mean, what do you need? I got the PS4s coming in next week. What do you, how many you want? I got Xbox ones. I got PS4s. What you need? So a lieutenant at the the at the jail or the prison finds this guy digging through his feces to pull out these like four. in his cell already. Yeah, oh like, wow! Like digging through his feces to find these four labeled balloons, one of which is empty. Nice. One of which has a half smoked cigarette, a little tobacco, and marijuana. And so like that desperate attitude to bring your drugs of choice with you, your tobacco. Your marijuana isn't that, that those instances are never brought up. Repeat like he's been in there before and he's like, man, I'm going to bring some weed with me next time because this fucking I would sucks. hope so because I, I, I want a first a first time uh, jail bound or prison bound. I inmate. would assume first time based off of my extensive knowledge of jail through the television shows Prison Break and Oz. I would say I'll just find it when I get there. Whatever I need. I think I'll that just would get probably it when be I my, get there. my idea first too. But he was like, I know better. I'm going to just bring my own. <laughs> We're like, yo, anything you need, we got. He's like, no, nah, bros, it's cool. It's cool. 
cool. Brought my own. Just sucking on a bar of soap. You guys soap? the process. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me borrow that soap real quick. We need either some coffee and or a bar of soap. Anyway. Well, I just think it's, like I said. That's like, pretty awesome. Those instances are never used to illustrate the 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 desperate attitude that, that the addiction to these substances causes. You know, like. It's always brought up that the medical movement and driving and all these other because things. Because they're just reading used. what's been handed down. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. I feel like Absolutely. me and you could make up a better marijuana scare story, like a scared straight kind of thing about marijuana, than, like, what these guys that are kind of basing their political platform on, like, a strict like, drug policy like of, Reagan. Instead of whatever. those billboards, meth. Not even once. It would be like cannabis, not every day. Yeah, or yeah. Like, or you know, like not that. behind the wheel. It shows like some kids smoking like a three foot bong behind, like as they're trying to drive. Dab once equals <laughs> dead forever. <laughs> Dab once, dead always. Uh, classic. We should yeah. come up with that. A little uh, uh, like a fake commercial or a. or a, a satirical representation of our. <laughs> that would be so awesome. <laughs> There was a good one that said something. It was like a Pepsi billboard. My friend was telling me about this. It would be cool if we could go up and spray paint away the part that says Pepsi because it says something about live life, life, love, drink, Pepsi. If we just made it say live life, love, drink, (laughs) it would just be so much better. Anyway. Oh, yeah, so much better. So, um, is that it? Is there anything else we want to kind of talk about no, before we, we wrap this we, up we for another? The the driving stone to Colorado. Oh, and if you're in Ohio, up. just real quick, I guess oh. there's like heroin everywhere in uh, Ohio. They just want you to know that marijuana is still the most widely used illegal drug, even though there's heroin junkies everywhere. Watch out for it, watch marijuana. out for the weed, right? Watch out for the weed stuff. I wonder if heroin's this is amazing and churches in Ohio. Although they're focused now on stemming the rising tides of heroin distribution and use, thanks Purdue Pharma, uh, Larry law enforcement professionals say marijuana is still the most widely sold and used of banned substances. Quote: The majority of our arrests are for marijuana because you know they're easier now <laughs> because the user population for marijuana is huge much larger than the user populations we see for heroin, crack cocaine, and opiates. And don't get me wrong, but if Which, you're getting high on heroin, opiate? you're probably like not out and about like putting yourself open like, to Like, I'm going to go smoke a joint and go walk through the park. Right. Like, I'm like, going to go get my heroin and my crack cocaine and go take a jaunt through the park. That's what I'm saying. If you're it probably is, like you holed live up in at your house, like park. getting high. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're not out and about getting It's not something high. you do... While you're out, it's something you do at home and then go out. I would right? agree. Right. I okay. will. Depending on under my my very d- depending on what drug you're opinion. doing. Right. right. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's of course the Department of Narcotics and Vice Unit uh, supervisor. He described as uh, completely different animals the environments for the selling and use of marijuana and heroin. Marijuana is sold in many different venues, but you don't see marijuana users on the streets waiting for their dealer to show up. Quote, the heroin user is the cause of huge number of calls coming into the police having to do with people hanging around on the street waiting for their shit. Behaviors. Now, this is the cop, right? This is the drug task force supervisor. He says behaviors associated with marijuana use are less malevolent than those associated with heroin use. 
with marijuana, contrary to what other senators, congressmen, whatever I've told you, with weed, you don't see the impulsive fiending behavior you see for heroin. Oh, really? So wait, is it or is it not crazy addictive? Because you guys should really get your story straight. And I appreciate the supervisor of the drug task force here uh, in Ohio being candid with us and actually telling the truth that like, look, it's not going to make you go stand out on the street corner and be like, you think oh he God, still has his where job? Is where is he? Where is he? Where is he? You think he still has his job Maybe. for speaking the truth, uh, you know, or, or like voicing his opinion. Like, remember the, the another Border one. Agent? He says he and his 10 investigators are no less vigilant about marijuana than they were before the onset of the heroin of epidemic. We're not turning a blind eye to marijuana. In fact, we're concerned that the legalization of marijuana in some states could lead to increases in the supply of marijuana to Ohio and other states where it's still illegal. <laughs> way, way to be concerned. Way to I be concerned. It. I love it. His department is always pursuing investigations of marijuana trafficking and use because, you know, it's easier. Uh, quote, if you have an investigation that's going to take three years and cost 10 grand and the guy we arrest for selling marijuana gets probation, I'm going with the heroin investigation that puts a dealer behind bars. And chances are the guy that's selling heroin also can get you weed. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, I, okay. I saw this shit. Where are you getting your facts from? That Matt, was where are you getting your facts awesome. from? News-herald.com. <laughs> No heroin dealer is gonna mess with that marijuana <laughs> shit. That dude, I don't, I don't. There's have so much attention shit. and hype You'll about it. You go to jail for just saying, man. Are you a cop? Just saying. You a cop? Come here. Put your arms up. You a cop? <laughs> Let me scan you with my beeper thing. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing my cell phone doesn't have a bug scanner. <laughs> Yet. Perfect. You need a bug scanner app. If you could tweak the cell phone antenna to pick up on whatever frequency those bugs, I bet you could do it. Someone should do that and then pay me like a bunch of money because I totally gave you the idea. So, anyway, let's wrap this up. Okay, in in closing, I I did want to mention we got an email. I wanted to see what you thought about this uh, from Grasshopper Vape, guys. Okay. Uh, Trevor, one of the guys from Grasshopper Vape, uh, it's an Indiegogo project. Um, so if you guys are familiar, Indiegogo, it's like Kickstarter crowdfunding. Um, it has 14 days left. Their goal of $100,000, they've already met $145,000. So you can contribute if you want. They've already met their goals. They have stretch goals on there. Uh, this thing's kind of cool. It's like a nice stainless steel magnetic charger uh, vape okay. thing. So. Uh, he just wanted to know if we would mention uh, that, and uh, he wants to come on and talk about what they're doing and maybe give away a grasshopper or two to us also and our listeners. I, I better get one. I think that's a great idea. Because if not, I'm just going to give it away to me. But yeah, so <laughs> there you go. I think that's a great idea. I mean, I'll put a link like to the to... Uh, Indiegogo in uh, the show notes when Ian does those on hotboxpodcast.com. This thing is pretty cool. I like it. And it looks like a pen, so that's kind of cool. You don't wear it around your neck like a D-bag. <laughs> can we dab well, with it? You can, probably. Adjustable All temperature right. dial between 100 degrees C and 210. Perfect. So it will perform with all types of herb. But, yeah, it's pretty cool. They got a whole thing on, on the Indiegogo. I'll uh, put a link to it. Um, you can check it out. They like 100 bucks, so definitely uh, come on the show and talk to uh, us about it. And that would be awesome, because I want one. 
Okay. I'll just want to use one. Well, I would like to use it and then talk about it. Right. Because I don't want to – I mean, we'll give a couple away just because whatever, it's free. But if I I, I would like to use it and make sure that it's good before we're like, oh, yeah, go. But, I mean, they already met their goal, so I imagine it's pretty good. So – well, we'll check it out. Uh, estimate delivery if you support the the Kickstarter, the Indiegogo campaign is uh, February 2014. So check it out. All right, Ian, thank you. Later. Everybody, thank you. Hotboxpodcast.com. Subscribe to iTunes. Join us on the Google Plus community, and we'll see you next week. Bye. If you like, if you we, like, this we, is where, this where you, you need to be. be. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Hotbox Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hotbox Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hotbox Podcast.